Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle, and we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we are talking about the 1997 animated classic Anastasia, and we have our good friend and Instagram pal, Samantha from Loveful Loveful.99 with us. Welcome, Samantha. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for having me back. We're, We're so happy that you're excited. here. <laughs> Thank you. So honored. But before we dive in, let's get into some housekeeping. If you love our podcast and you want to help support us, here's just a few ways that you can. Did you know writing a review and or rating us helps us get more listeners? If you want to be featured and help us grow, head to app. Head to Apple, Spotify, Podchasers, Good Pods, or your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. And don't forget to hit that little button that says subscribe so that you can get alerted with our new episodes when they're live. And if you want exclusive content, stickers, lives, and access to our Burned Ot Spotify playlist, head on over to patreon.com slash no more late fees and become a Patreon bestie. So just a little information about the movie before we introduce our wonderful guest. The daughter of the last Russian czar, Nicholas II, Anastasia is found by two Russian conmen, Dmitry and Vladimir, who seek the reward that her grandmother, the Dowager Empress Marie, ooh, here we go, Fedorovina, oh shit, I'm not sure, promised to the ones who'll find her. But the evil mystic of the Tsar family, Rasputin, still wants the Romanov family to be destroyed forever. Anastasia. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of like me messing up these names. I don't speak Russian. All of our Russian fans, I'm sorry. We have, we charted on Russia's charts recently too. Yay. The movie stars Meg Ryan, John Cusack, Kelsey Grammer, Christopher Lloyd, Hank Azaria, Bernadette Peters, Kirsten Dunst, and the late R.I.P. Angela Lansbury. Dame Angela Lansbury. Correct. (laughs) The movie was directed by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman. The screenplay is by Susan Gautier, Bruce Graham, Bob Zudiger and Noni White. You can watch the movie on Stars and Amazon. Amazon, you have to rent it. It's like $3.99. Now, the funny story about this is obviously this movie was acquired by Disney in their acquisition of Fox. And it was on Disney Plus till March of this year. And then they moved it to Stars. So not sure if it was because they're still trying to figure out a strategy of what to do with all of these Fox acquired properties and not trying to confuse the brand. I know, and that's in America, in other countries, I believe it's still on Disney Plus, but here in the States, they did move it. Because I went to Disney Plus and I was like, where the hell is this movie at? I thought she was a <laughs> Disney princess. <laughs> but I guess Disney said no. But before we start, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. 
Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal our Y2K versions of ourselves we give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental. Absolutely Rasputin trash. Absolutely Rasputin trash. (laughs) (laughs) Making up new words here. (laughs) Samantha, so what is your Y2K rating of Anastasia? This is definitely must buy, own it, watch it on repeat. It's it's great. I I love this movie. (laughs) Danielle. Uh, So I don't own it. I never owned this one. And I think I was a Disney elitist. I was <laughs> as a child. Like I did not get into the Swan Princess Thumbelina because I was I knew I was like that ain't Disney. So it was a five day rental. I watched it. I liked it, but it wasn't on constant repeat, and I didn't own it because I knew it wasn't real. <laughs> Well, how, how I, I, I would, I, I owned it, owned the soundtrack, sang along with every song. I can't. Signed one of the songs at a performance at an old folks home. She sure did. Can you guess which song? Journey to the Past. Mm-mm. It's the least likely song in the whole movie. I, I there's a rumor it. in St. Petersburg. <laughs> nope. <laughs> It's the one, now I can't even remember the name of it. It's the one where they're teaching her the history of the Romanoffs. Oh. I don't know why we chose that one. I, that's how I also know that this wasn't like a bop for me. (laughs) When I was watching this movie, rewatching, I was like, these songs sound brand new to me. How, how, how did you not know the, the songs? Didn't know a lick of word. Oh, you know those, what those two huh you really didn't not the journey to the past that's not like in your head or anything I know the melody but I don't know any of the words like I was like mm, this sounds familiar but I you know but I'm gonna tell you why let me get into the box of office numbers and give you a little history and as a Dis- Disney elitist how I Danielle bamboozled brainwashed and propaganded that's not a word, but I'm going to make it a word. <laughs> so the movie had a budget of $53 million. It made $140 million when it came out in 97. This was 20th Century Fox's first and only 2D animated film. It began, it began using computer animation shortly after. Now... This movie was released November 21st, 1997, and it was notably a week after the re-release of Disney's The Little Mermaid. So as we all know, Disney used to love to play this game where they would put movies in the vault, take them out, like to make the demand high, right? Now, is it a coincidence that when Century, a 20th Century Fox was going to release this movie, Disney said, oh! A week prior, we're going to re-release our redheaded Disney uh, princess in the theater. 
That's one. Mm. Two. So they, notably a week after they re-released the, the Little Mermaid. And Disney claimed it had long planned for the re-release to coincide with the consumer products campaign leading into Christmas and the film's home video release in March of 98. March of 98. But you did this November 97. Come on, Disney. You ain't fooling nobody. Well, and <laughs> didn't Little Mermaid come out in 89? Wouldn't it have made more sense to release it on an anniversary mm-hmm. year? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So mm-hmm. also, <laughs> shady lady Disney. As they said, as well to continue the tradition of re-releasing their animated films within a seven to eight year interval. In addition to this, Disney would release several competing family films, including Flubber, the following weekend after Anesthesia came out, as well as a double feature of George of the Jungle and Hercules. Someone had a pre-screening of this movie and they were like, oh shit. They were scared. Yeah. (laughs) As they should be. All songs of Bob. All characters are top notch like they should have been worried also to avoid branding confusion disney banned television advertisement for anastasia from being aired on the abc program the wonderful world of disney and as we all know that's where we were going as children (laughs) for the hot new movies on a saturday night before disney channel had started really ramping up their disney channel original movies their decons Mm -hmm. so as a disney fanatic and freak i was blindsided about (laughs) this movie i didn't know nothing about it you had you had anesthesia you didn't eat at burger you didn't eat at burger king in 97 yeah burger king (laughs) i was (laughs) i'm very loyal to my brands it was mcdonald's I was a Disney fanatic, freak, all of that, whatever. I could be a creepy Disney adult, whatever. But I still love this movie. I still get down with Burger King back in the day. I don't anymore. Those BK kid meals, what were they called? They're yeah. so cool. And their souvenirs were awesome. Like, I, I still have it. I was trying to find it, and I couldn't find it. But I still, I had the plushy dog that you got from Burger King. Like, I still have it. Yes, they made a lot of deals with other different brands. Burger King was one of them. They definitely had some toys for Anastasia. So it gets worse. Like this whole Disney element to it, because when I was rewatching this, I definitely said to myself, the animation was immaculate. It was beautiful. Yep, top notch. It it really was different from Disney at the time too. Like when they put the real paintings and everything, it totally. I would be scared. Like, I think Disney was like, holy crap, what if they start really trying to make more of these animated films? And I'm kind of sad that 20th Century Fox didn't really make more. Um, and and actually, they, there's a coin term. It's called the Don Bluth Shimmer. You know how like the the crowns yes, the look like they were glittering and stuff? Yeah. And he did that in most of his movies, all the way back to like Secret of Nim. Yeah. And so oh, um I think they did it by punching holes in like a black mat and then like moving it around. Oh, I think it was done. A black mat with holes punched in at the at, at the right places, 
A white sheet of pan paper with black lines is pinned underneath and shot with the animation cameras on twos. I don't know what that means. So when the black pattern passes underneath the holes, the twinkle is dark. When the white passes underneath, it's bright. And that's how they got it. It's gorgeous. Top notch. He knew his audience because I love a shiny fucking thing. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had my attention. And it, you know, and I, the thought came, I'm like, okay, he could have been really lazy and made a crown with like visible, just like the jewels mm-hmm. kind of place. But I was like, this man made it gl- like, woo! How and the music glitter, box, glitter like, yes. Oh, it just it is. I but it was also when you said Secret of the Nim, her necklace. I just yes. always the ruby, the gold, and all of that. It was just always so. Even like the medicine. Do you remember the medicine she fed the yeah. mouth? Like had like it just shot. yeah. Yes, it it is really pretty. And it's it funny. And it is to be noted in this whole like battle between disney actually i would just say sabotage disney sabotage it became the first don bluth and gary goldman movie and the first non-disney non-pixar animated movie to be nominated for an academy award since an american tale in 1986 in fact it actually received more academy award nominations that year than disney's hercules Mm. so you know disney was mad as hell about that (laughs) Did you like Hercules? We all saw Hercules too, yeah, right? But yeah. yeah. I, I did, but like I I think I think like after the Disney Princess reign, other than like Mulan, I wasn't like as I started getting older, like I wasn't going hard for Disney at this time. Like we did Monsters Inc. I had never seen it. Toy Story is probably my exception, but like I was all about the Disney Princess era of like Snow White, Cinderella, Little Mermaid, all that stuff. Yeah. But when Hercules came out, I wasn't, it was like that was when that movie came out and Hunchback, that movie. Like there was a few for me personally, I, I kind of was like duds at the time. I was like, eh. later on, I, I rewatched them and I was like, oh, they're good. I just, I wasn't interested. You weren't giving me princesses, Disney. That's what I, that's my bread and butter. I'm sorry. How did you not like Hercules? I didn't say I didn't like Hercules at the time. Like, that's like a top Disney favorite. Like, I'm, I, I mean, even at, well, I was, it came out in 97. So I was 10 years old for both those movies. And I, I mean, the songs, everything, like, I don't know how you thought that was even a dud. <laughs> at, at, at that time, I was like, we were in Disney elitist. I was not like, well, I'll tell you, it was Tarzan, this Hercules, Hunchback. I don't like Hunchback. Um, I don't care for it either. What I don't even think I've ever finished it. <laughs> what other like, ones were coming around that, like that time period? Atlantis, like, I oh, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't Treasure really, Planet. Treasure Planet. I wasn't really watching them. Like, Emperor's, yeah. well, Emperor's New Group em- was a little later. Emperor's New oh Group, like, I wasn't, so good, though. I wasn't watching them. Also, I was like, I was in high school. I wasn't, I was in high school with I you. Was, I wasn't interested in you the You had cartoon. to be in the car when I was bopping the Hercules soundtrack. You, yeah, I was. <laughs> she blocked it out from her mind. I yeah. know I didn't. I watched her listen to it and I was just like, okay. Yeah. I you don't, was, I you just don't like... feel the spirit in you as you listen to Hercules? No. But you oh know what I've, I have noticed? Like, I am not a cartoon person. Like, as I've gotten older, like, the when I started getting older, like, I stopped being interested in watching cartoons. 
And I know now like that's dumb because clearly cartoons aren't for kids, but I was just like, I want to watch live action. But I just feel like as soon as I said Hercules and Tarzan, y'all looked at me. Oh, I like yeah. yeah, I am judging you on that for sure. Like the, those two in particular, because those soundtracks are so top notch. Mm-hmm. I do like this. I like the songs. I do. And I rewatched it later in life and I like them. <laughs> I'm not saying I hate them. I'm just saying for some reason in that time period, Danielle was done with the cartoons. And the I just don't understand how those two didn't have a chokehold on you. At least Hercules alone. Like I just as no. Danielle, do you remember when (laughs) I made the homemade shirt? Like I print I printed out a heart that said I heart Phil Collins on a baby. And I wore it after listening to the Tarzan soundtrack. I don't, I don't recall, but you know what? (laughs) In 97, 97, we were friends, but we, I don't know if we had gotten to a point where we were like hanging out all the time. Didn't Tarzan come out in 99? Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Hercules. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Tarzan was 99. I don't know what the excuse is, Jackie. I don't know, but I, I breaking my heart. I just a little bit wasn't into it at the time at the time okay Okay. and you know what also I think a factor is Serena and Christian when they were little like I I didn't want to watch cartoons because I was constantly having to watch them when they were watching it and I was like I need grown-up things so when they were so mature (laughs) (laughs) they were watching it on rotation i was like i I so sophisticated lady but i get that i get it what changed it for me was when i started watching avatar that was amazing (laughs) that's a great show and i bet like have you two watched avatar i have my husband and my daughter have watched it so i've seen like little bits here and there obsessed love it they watch they watch anime and stuff together though too well we've gone down rabbit hole (laughs) we hate danielle club because she is not on the animation i'm just real confused (laughs) i don't know where i went wrong in our friendship (laughs) what about casting danielle so bluth which we should just mention that we, we keep talking about this man and we should say what if you don't know who he is during the time of reign of disney in the 90s this man was making like all the other non-disney animations if they weren't disney most likely he probably had a hand in it so he made the swan princess the thumbelina which i feel like lena's animation is very similar to anastasia's a troll in central park dogs Um, go to heaven lamb before time Prince my favorite rock a doodle oh rock a doodle rock a doodle an american oh, tale oh gosh yes but so, that see, interestingly enough he worked for disney damn that's yeah, why they he were did, he man. worked on pete's dragon he worked on that disney pete's dragon oh, yeah wow. uh, he did quite a few he worked on sleeping beauty he was uncredited robin hood he was a character animator for Robin Hood, Skippy, Sissy, and Tagalong. Oh, okay. Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. He did Rabbit. Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. The Rescuers, Peach Dragon. 
and he was the animation director for peach dragon fox and the hound seems like the last disney touch yeah well no wonder disney was pissed right (laughs) so it was competition it was personal it was so yeah going back so bluth he stated that meg ryan was his first and only choice for the voice of anastasia however meg ryan was indecisive about accepting the role mainly due to the dark historical events and so to persuade her the animation team took audio clips from her role as annie reed in sleepless in seattle and created an animation reel based on it which was screened for her following an invitation to the studio and that was it like that cemented it she was like i'm on board 100 percent so once they got Meg Ryan, I think before Meg Ryan was cast, they had cast one of the Broadway stars to do the singing of the role, Liz Calloway. She she was the one who did all the musical numbers. And she's all, she also has voice credits for Odette in Swan Princess, Jasmine in Aladdin, The Return of Jafar and the King of Thieves, and Kiera in The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. So they got her first. At first I was like, it's super weird why they didn't just let her do the all of it. You know, why just have her sing? But mm-hmm. I guess because you still need big names to bring people in but I also think that's weird because it's a it's an animation and I feel like kids aren't like I gotta see that new Meg Ryan hit you know <laughs> like they don't care and I feel I like that's to pull in adults though like a little bit yeah. like do you want to see I don't know I don't know maybe to go anyways you gotta bring your that's kid true. so <laughs> I don't understand it well there was a transition where you you did have like the Mulans, I, I mean, with Pocahontas, you did get Mel Gibson, but you didn't really typically have huge name stars. That transition started happening in the late 90s, where it, like now, it's big business to do an animated yeah. feature for big stars to perform that, whereas kind of in, in that resurgence of the golden age of Disney, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Like, it was more about the music. Who can we get to do the music? true mm-hmm. well we also got a kirsten dunn's voice in the young anesthesia and lacey sherbet mm-hmm. who was the voice so i was like okay anesthesia racking up all these talented ladies to be your multiple voices i love to see it <laughs> love it also yeah. rasputin almost went to your voice sir patrick stewart I love him. Although I can't imagine anyone but Christopher Lloyd doing the voice of Rasputin. It's just so perfect. Not even Jonathan Price, Peter O'Toole, or Tim Curry? No. Because they were also considered. No. I'm good. And then I I don't think people realize completely what an icon Hank Azaria is. Oh. I mean, I know we associate him with The Simpsons, obviously. I I always think of him in The Birdcage. Mm-hmm. But oh, see, and I think of him in Is It Along Came Polly, where he's yes, um, the big buff guy. <laughs> yeah, and he's in his speedos. And is it along? Yeah, along yeah, it's Polly, Along Came Polly. He, okay, yeah, that. I mean, I know he's done a lot, but when I think of Hank, is like that's just the image that goes in that character. 
I uh, him in the birdcage trying to not like wear real shoes and he's like I can't do this <laughs> he's like I don't like to wear real shoes they make me fall down <laughs> and then he's like here take your pair and don't worry about it it's aspirin I just cross off the A and the S <laughs> Bartok is my favorite character that Hank Azaria does really it's, I I just I love it so much it was funny I I was watching this and Ken came home and he walked in and like, he's like, what movie is this? He he, he was having trouble placing it. As soon as Bartok came on the screen, he's like, and I kick her, sir. And like, just walked out of the room. He's like, yep, you know exactly who that is. <laughs> but there were so many, like every single line almost that Bartok delivered in this was so quotable. And we literally quoted them all the way through high school danielle wasn't there i guess <laughs> if i what like i wouldn't have gotten it i would yeah. just thought you were like okay and i'd be like okay so what's interesting about that the role bartok was written for woody allen creepy gross but the studio was reluctant to hire him and following the revelations of his relationship with his ex-wives or partner Mia Farrow's adoptive daughter Suni they were like okay we can't go that direction mm -hmm. and at first Martin Short was considered but once they met with Hank Azaria he won the role within 10 minutes of his audition which not surprised yeah and he is and he came up with this voice he had to work really hard to convince them of the voice that he came up with he said it was based on one of his family members but they were like a <laughs> little hesitant at first about it but eventually they he won them over because how could you not right i love it <laughs> okay i have a question did you guys hear i heard meg ryan the whole time like i knew it yes. was her but with Dimitri, did you guys hear John Cusack? I'm going to say, yeah, I actually hear him more than I'm not a super main Ryan fan. Don't shoot me. Never seen. What's that one you said? Sleepless since yet. Like all those Harry met Sally. Nope. Yeah. Okay. I was just, I was, when they came out, I wasn't, I was younger. I didn't. And so it was just never one I needed to watch to me. Yeah, And there was a lot of, sometimes I get stubborn with that when there's a lot of hype or when people go, oh, I can't believe you haven't seen that movie. Sometimes I don't watch it. You know what I mean? Or yeah. ruins the hype. So I'm a pretty big John Cusack fan. And so I do hear him more in it than, I kind of forget it's Meg Ryan. I'm thinking she's Anastasia, like she's more the princess for me. I can hear her and I could not, like I had to keep on, when I saw that it was, he was one of the voices. I was like, whose, whose voice was he? Because <laughs> I love John Cusack, but I could, I couldn't hear like it his, him. it was driving me crazy the whole time. Cause I was like, y'all lying. Cause that ain't John, but apparently it was also another question for both of you guys. Why is it all these other characters have Russian accents, but Meg Ryan is just walking around with Meg because Ryan if you don't voice. have Meg Ryan, you need their voice, and they maybe they can't do good ones. I don't know, but like, I felt like I Dimitri didn't really have an accent. Yeah, him no, too. Either of them. So I was like, Both so so y'all not going to try because it would make sense if maybe she got taken in America, but this girl was walking around with an American voice, and everybody's like, 
Hello. You know, like, I'm okay. That's more French, but you know what I mean? It, it was, Can you it, do it again? <laughs> <laughs> I love it when Danielle tries to do accents or read I things in to. other languages. So I was just like, okay. So that kept on taking me in and out of the movie because y'all ain't even trying. So as a kid, I wasn't thinking about it, but yeah, that stuff, that stuff always drives me bonkers now when I watch it. It's one of those things that I think I pay attention to because there are movies where any movie that is semi-European, they always have British accents, even though you know it's like a Russian movie or or they're Russian characters or Italian characters. It's always British. If it's like a period movie, it always drives me crazy. I'm like, why do they have a British accent? Or you're just Kevin Costner and you just don't do an accent. <laughs> at all <laughs> i almost Plus rather you don't if you're gonna like botch it <laughs> like and maybe agree. that's what they did is like they tested it and they're like meg ryan can't pull off russian so just do meg ryan so and that's what i'm uh, that's what i'm thinking so we don't want another tay Diggs and what how stella no <laughs> no please dear god no that jamaican <laughs> accent was god awful jesus and one last thing bernadette peters who's the voice of sophie reportedly wasn't thrilled and i say reportedly allegedly wasn't thrilled about her character how her character looked in the cartoon the legendary actress said that she was disappointed sophie didn't look more like her own slim figure and you know what i do remember as a kid thinking that i loved sophie as a really good mm -hmm. representation of just a full-figured woman and she was sassy and she was you know twirling it and having a good time and I gotta side I my queen Bernadette Peters I agree I I was disappointed to read that I mean I it, it was allegedly however mm. yeah representation matters and I think Sophie was a really fun character and I don't think her size I think her size meant a lot to a lot of people yeah and, and the fact that like this icon Bernadette Peters was the voice of her too yeah so if she came out and said something like that's kind of disappointing especially since these characters are based off of real people what did we think was gonna happen Bernadette yeah <laughs> you know Anastasia didn't look like Meg so what what are we really saying here your yeah. fat phobic comment here all right Jackie let's start it off <laughs> I, I almost started singing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a long ride. It is. Okay. So it is 1916. We are in the palace of the Romanovs. Nicholas is the czar of Imperial Russia. And they're having an Imperial party like you do. Grandmama is getting ready to go back to Paris. Anastasia is upset because they are very close. So Grandmama gives Anastasia this little music box and then uh, a necklace that is the key to wind it up and open it up and play it. And the back of the necklace says together in Paris. And they, yes, Danielle. I want to say that this scene made me feel all warm inside because my grandmama, my Nana, when she lived in New York, when she would come to visit Florida, I would be an absolute mess when she had to fly back. Like 
too grown to be acting the way that I was. Actually, one of our high school classmates saw me at the airport on the floor crying like a little bitch because Nana was leaving. And he was like, Danielle. And I was like, hello. <laughs> so my grandma, sick of seeing me on the floor like a crazy person, bought me a locket so that when she would leave, I would have something of hers that I wouldn't be sad. So when I saw the music box this time around, rewatching, it made me feel like, oh, Anastasia, I feel you. I love my grandmama too. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was watching it with my daughter and she looked over at She always watches me if there's, since she was little, she always watches me to see if I'm going to cry or something. And it is, you know, because I'm all emotional about my grandma. And so she was watching me and she goes, are you going to cry? She always asks, are you going to cry? <laughs> and I go, yeah, I am. So I was cried during <laughs> watching it because anything Aww. with a grandma, I'm a mess now, you know? Aww, yeah. So that's special. So they're having this wonderful party. I'm assuming probably to see grandma off because she's going to Paris and Rasputin uh, is a party pooper and ruins things. He makes a deal with the devil question mark. He makes a deal with someone. Okay. So rewatching this, I'm like, all right, instead of showing us how he really killed like unalived mm -hmm. all these people, it was interesting how their alternative was to explain that Rasputin sold his soul, like Jackie said, we don't know uh -huh. what to do, in order to be able to have the power to kill the Romanovs. Not really explaining exactly what his beef was with them, 100%, but I was like, this is fucking dark. The thing yes. that they had us watching, and when he they show the representation of him selling his soul all the skin off of his bones go mixing up with something and then come it's like this is this is some dark shit so i did a little bit of researching and it said that surface level they're like yeah let's make anastasia great and then they were researching and they're like well we can't we can't make anastasia like shit went down right. and it wasn't great and so they decided to kind of take the Anastasia story and make it a fairy tale where there were elements and like they used the names and like the family members and stuff but it wasn't true to what actually happened with the massacre of the Romanov family and so they did a very um, extensive marketing campaign in Russia to ensure that people knew that, that mm. this was a, a fairy tale inspired by Anastasia. It was not a retelling of the Romanov family and what happened. And so from what I read, who knows the biases that come from it, from what I read, it was pretty well received in Russia as like a fairy tale folklore version of the actual events. And also, I think they also took inspiration of the Anastasia musical that came out, mm -hmm. I think, 1956, which obsessed. I, you know, my mom and I love musicals. So I think that's a little bit how they were able to frame some of the storylines, because I don't think that movie gets into 
the goriness of it either. So, yeah. And just to put some perspective on it. And I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm giggling, but it's not funny. The way Rasputin dies in real life, Rasputin suffered a number of fatal blows. So he was beaten, poisoned with cyanide, shot, stabbed, and thrown in an icy river. So he's literally a horror character because when oh, yeah, he, when he you was, have a killer, you have that's how you have to kill them. He was Michael Myers for sure. He <laughs> wanted to make sure he stayed dead. And that was after obviously the the horrible massacre of the whole family, which was equally as as brutal. Yeah. So they did it it was dark. There were there were skeletons up hearts, little dragon demons that he sent out to yeah, like it was a lot. Yeah, it, it it was the most. And I just like, okay, so did what's his name? Bartok? Bartok? It? Yeah. Was he talking before this mystical situation or <laughs> after? Because I was like, what? No one's questioning that he can talk? I have no clue. I just, I know that he just wanted a comic relief. So maybe he was kind of somewhat of an afterthought, like, oh, we need, he, somebody needs a sidekick, you know? And right. I don't, I, I kind of, you know, I guess Bat is kind of, not evil but dark but it's funny that he made him albino and like yeah um, why you know just cute but yeah I I always think that now as an adult I just but as a kid I wasn't thinking why doesn't the dog talk and the bat talk right I just it he was funny so I didn't care it was weird <laughs> it was like I, I I what is it a I go I oh what's the the pair Iago from Atlanta uh Atlanta Aladdin <laughs> <laughs> ATL shoddy. So there is a straight to video sequel, which is actually a prequel called Bartok the Magnificent. Yes. The and boy- so it explains how Bartok it becomes hooked up with. I don't think Rasputin. I've even seen that. I, I've heard of it, but I, I never watched it. Yeah. yeah. Hank Azaria, Andrea Martin, who we know from Aunt Bula from My Big Fat Greek Wedding, mm-hmm. and Kelsey Grammer, they were. Um, they all made uh, voice appearances in that movie, except that Andrea and Kelsey played different roles in this movie because they were voice actors in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. They had bigger, I think they had different and bigger roles in the, in the prequel. Did you, did you see that J.K. Simmons is a voice, a singing voice in this movie? Yeah. As well as Billy Porter. Which... Yes. I love, I love that. I do too. I don't. I don't know if you guys know. Do you guys have you guys ever seen Reno Nine One One? Yes. You know the officer Carlos. Yes. He's a voice in here too. He's oh. a big time voice actor in like a lot, almost every cartoon. But I I seen that he was one of the background singers and like voices for this, and I thought that was cool too. I love that. I love that show. There's so many people, like so many actors, that when they become famous, were like oh, it was overnight, you know, success, but like Billy Porter's been at this forever. So yeah, it's yeah. just, we didn't, we didn't realize at the time. So, so yeah, Rasputin sells his soul to someone. And so he gets this vial, which Bartok, Bartok later calls a reliquary. 
I don't even know if I said that right. So it's like this vial with this green and apparently Rasputin skin in it. And it sends out little dragon demons to in like green mist to to kill everyone. Um and so they're they're trying to escape the palace. Anastasia's running, grandmama's yelling. It's very frantic. And then this little boy pops up and he's like, go through here. And it's like a hidden panel in the wall so that they can escape. But Anastasia, she drops her music box. Yes. She does have her key. That was why she was running back while the rest of the family. Correct. But it probably saved her doing that, I guess, because we all know the rest of the family was on the live. Yes. By um, spirits. Yes. <laughs> spirits. Then we see uh, Rasputin. He's thrown over a bridge, right? Do people do it to him or does he just- Rasputin? No, he falls yeah. through ice. He was, <clears throat> he was chasing the grandma and Anastasia and then he fell through the ice. That's right. And and then we see grandma and grandmama and Anastasia catching the train. Grandmama gets on, but Anastasia is not fast enough. And so she gets left behind. And now there's a rumor in St. Petersburg, 10 years later. <laughs> and the rumor is Anastasia might still be alive. Grandmama is still looking for her. And so this is when we are introduced to Dimitri and Vlad. And they are two con artists that are trying to find a girl that looks enough like Anastasia that they can kind of prep her, kill and drill her, and, and get her to Paris to be presented to Grandmama. Because Grandmama has a huge reward for finding her actual granddaughter, Anastasia. And they literally hold an, an audition for this. Yes. Hold an audition. Was it in the palace where the massacre happened? I don't. Or did they just no, end it's up not, there? No, they were. I think they were hanging out there. But I think they must have had it somewhere else in because the yeah or somewhere because after when Anastasia said she was looking for papers because she leaves whatever boarding house or wherever she's at she's supposed to go for another job she takes the, the road less taken she finds the dog and when she goes to realize that she wants to travel she wants to go to Paris because of the key saying on um, the back of her mm -hmm. necklace telling her what does it say about Paris Hold, please. Together in Paris. So she knows Paris is where she's going to go. So she meets some lady and she's like, hey, I need papers to travel. And that's when the, she's like, oh, find Dimitri. She does say that Dimitri like hangs out, lives at the palace. But when she runs, like they pass each other by, he was holding the auditions, but it seemed like some other place on that street. And when they were leaving, that's when they, they miss each other. So I, I don't think they were holding the auditions at the palace because I feel like they weren't supposed to be at the palace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and we find out Dimitri has the music box and that's going to be his kind of in with grandmama's be like, look, I have this thing. Right. And yeah, they, they start. Why do they start chasing Anastasia? Why is she running away from them? Just Wait, because are she we going to just pass over the amazingness that the song Journey to the Past <laughs> Like, it's literally not. like, I'm just saying <laughs> that 
that song, every time I hear that song, I get all emotional inside <laughs> and I feel the need to sing. I was singing it all day. And I just have to say, I love, 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 love how that does, song. How does that one go? I don't think you guys want that. journey to the path. Um, <laughs> heart don't fail me now courage don't desert me yeah love yeah, it, it sounds i also good. read which i felt was really cool because i don't know if you guys know a lot of time in random movies carrie fisher's gone uncredited for a lot of like movie ideas script writing all yeah. that and she is uncredited in this but she was part of that a journey to the past sequence she definitely she's ghost she was a ghostwriter a lot and they almost called her like a movie whisperer like when stuff wasn't working with scripts and whatever it was they sometimes they would have to call her and say look like figure this out and she would piece it together she, I, she really didn't get enough credit for that aspect of her genius essentially you know i she's i so commend brilliant. that yeah If you grew up on Disney shows, music, websites, and decoms, the Time Machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Join us as we talk the golden age of Disney Channel, the stars it introduced, and more. If it aired at 8, 7 central, it's fair game, baby. So Anastasia is running away from Dimitri. I think he sees her and kind of thinks like she looks like Anastasia. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Sure. Do we, did she forget just from like hitting her head so hard when she fell off the train or is, was this like a memory loss due to trauma type of thing? I feel like a mix. It might've been like, she might've hit her head, but also trauma because if you lose your whole family and yeah, I, yeah. I think because the way that it kind of starts to just come back naturally being in certain environments, I, I would say it's a mixture. Yeah. As a kid though, that confused me. Like I, I, I remember thinking that as a kid, like, are we, what happened? Like I, you know, that (laughs) wasn't, that was lost on me as a child. Yeah. Yeah, Like there was no explicit scene where like she fell down and bumped her head to be like, Oh, that's why she has no memories or anything. Yeah. Or like a doctor scene, like we don't even know what happens, like who collects Mm -hmm. her, who, and like, how did the grandma like not be able to come back? You know, they don't explain as- Why did the grandma jump off the train? That's what I mean. My grandma would have been flying off the train, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I just, but again, and I remember thinking that his movies and I remember my first anxiety attack was probably during American Tale. So that his movies kind of have that theme of children or you getting split up from your family. And that mm-hmm. as a kid really like was a fear of mine. Yeah. yeah. And so I, like, I remember watching American Tale and crying. And so I remember with this, like, again, being sitting there thinking, what the grandma just stayed there. Like what? We're not going to, she's just an orphan now. What? You know, that I think as a kid, maybe they should have done a little bit more explaining if they were making a kid movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Cause it, it felt um, like it was too now- sc- like a lot watching it now I'm like as an adult I would put probably put the kid on first and then I jump on Mm -hmm. hell yeah I was watching it with Kiana and I'm telling my daughter like oh my gosh no this is what would happen (laughs) I would get like too it just and again I know it's just a movie and that's what my my daughter kept saying it's just a movie but it's like 
I, I have a hard time with that because I know as a kid that bothered me too. But then, yeah. you know, we just forget it with old music and songs, but just yeah. saying, it's dramatic. <laughs> so, um, Dimitri sees Anastasia, thinks she kind of looks like, or Anya. Anya, yeah. Is, is her name now. And thinks she looks like Anastasia. So he's like, hey, you. And then she gets scared because two men are chasing her now. And she ends <laughs> up running into the palace. And as she's seeing, like, things from the palace once upon a December kind of starts coming back to her and she starts seeing like the people waltzing things like that yeah because um, she was she was in the palace but she I think it's she runs into the ballroom mm-hmm. where they had the big party before you know all things went bad I guess you could say yeah and then he like catches up with her and she's standing in front of a portrait of Anastasia as a child and he's like wait a minute she really does look like Anastasia let's try and get her he just, uh, and he just literally says cha-ching in his yes, eyes exactly and so they do like this con man like hey we have three tickets because she mentions Paris and they're like oh we're Perfect. going to Paris we have three tickets, but really the third ticket's for Anastasia. And then she starts kind of playing into it like, well, I don't remember who I am. Who's to say I'm not Anastasia? Like, if I can just have that third ticket. So she's like a willing participant, which later on, like, she gets mad at Dimitri for lying to her the entire time. And I'm like, girl, you... You literally were like, well, who's to say I'm not Anastasia? Like you, you were a willing participant. He did not lie to you. And and the only thing he admitted was like the reward he would get, but you wanted to get to Paris and you, they had a free ticket. Like, yeah, it was a, it was like they needed a conflict or something. It was kind of put in there. Right. It didn't make sense. But again, as a kid, I didn't catch it, but yeah, as an adult, I would be like, Hey, Hey, Hey yeah girlfriend it would I think it would have been much better if they said like hey you can have this ride but we need you to do a few things but not yeah like then it could be like you conned me but yeah you're right she was fully (laughs) on board with this con situation yeah when it benefited her yes she Mm -hmm. was fully on board Mm -mm. but that shady but I just, to me, I was like, yo, the moment Anastasia left wherever she, her boarding house or orphanage, things were looking up. She got a cute mm-hmm. ass dog, fine ass Dimitri, a shining, <laughs> glistening tiara, <laughs> money on top of money on top of money, getting her beautiful up. eyebrows, her yeah. eyebrows, grandmama, like <laughs> it was on point. Yeah. So as Dimitri and Anastasia and Vladimir are kind of talking. Bartok's just chilling up like in the rafters with the, the reliquary. And it start. he's like, oh, that does kind of look like Anastasia. And then it's like the reliquary starts like glowing. And he's like, wait a minute. I think that actually is because this thing has been dormant since Rasputin disappeared pretty much. And so then it like flies but grabs him and pulls him through the earth to purgatory where (laughs) Rasputin's chilling I have questions so (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I don't have answers so 
if the green goo stuff uh-huh knows that there's a romanoff mixing it up uh-huh she's always been mixing it up why wasn't it floating to where she was in the orphanage this whole time like why it was a fire so it had to be by it had to be by in the vicinity yeah. oh yeah okay okay kind of like you know think of harry potter with his scar his, his scar, scar. you know as as he's getting closer yeah, yeah. that's how that's i mean again that's how i just took it was like oh you know gotcha. there's a proximity thing i think yeah gotcha. <laughs> so and then we find out he is in limbo he is slowly deteriorating like as he's talking to bartok his eyeball pops out his mouth falls off at one point his head goes into his own rib cage where there's Ew. some juice floating around. <laughs> it's really gnarly. It's really it gnarly. is. And his, I think the worst thing was him putting his hand back and like, and at one point he the the green gooey bottle. I don't know what it's called, but he can't. He goes to catch it, and his arm like you can see like his ligaments and everything kind of stretch out. I was like, yo, we didn't need to be this meticulous, did we? His I mean, um, it his went hard. evil is pretty like in all his movies. I think they're pretty kind of intense and scary. Like they go. We were watching some scary stuff as kids. Yeah, I like, mean, all dogs no go to heaven. All... They, oh, were, no wonder about... everything. Yeah, it was just about dogs dying the whole time. No wonder not... we all have mental health problems. Like for right? real, we were watching really dark sad traumatic stuff as children littlefoot's mom died at the beginning of land before time and he had to get to the tree stars it was all of a it hot mess um, again rock a doodle love rock a doodle <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry have you guys seen that one i yes, have not <laughs> i have i barely oh remember god. it but i have seen it rock a doodle oh my god you guys have to watch it i'm serious <laughs> like it's so cheesy i i still quote that movie to this day Ugh, please watch it it's so silly <laughs> and then get in the dark of the night which is one of my favorite songs on this soundtrack. oh it's so scary really how does so that good. how does that one go i got you i got you boom in the dark of the night, terror will find her. In the dark of the night, something. Soon she will feel <laughs> that her nightmares are real. In the dark of the night, she'll be mine. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so good. I love and he, you know what? One of my favorite songs from The Lion King is the... Oh, Scars. Scars, um, yeah. That's That song is... Yeah, that song is bomb. Yeah. I don't know. I think just because of his... He's just really scary, this Rasputin. Like, in general, it kind of... I didn't... I don't think I knew as a kid it was Doc from Back to the Future. I think that would have upset me. True. And as an adult, I... I only when I was watching it, I it clicked that it was him. I was I heard it on my own, but he's just really scary. So I didn't enjoy his song. Anytime he's on the screen, I'm very uncomfortable. His nails, everything. I think almost every incarnation of someone playing Rasputin, I've seen that whole his that whole character has that just creeps me out. Just saying. I think of Christopher Lloyd. I don't know what I I when I was young, I did watch all the Back, Back to the Futures. So it's not that 80s blind spot that I have. Mm -hmm. However, 
whenever I think of Christopher Lloyd, I think of in, in like a horror or like a villain role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always Best Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And he's so scary in that. Yes. He's so scary. And I, I, I try to block that out, but that's him. But yeah, that one's super terrifying too. Yeah. Oh my God. He's so scary. Why does he do that to us? <laughs> so now it, Rasputin sends out his drag, green dragon minions to sabotage Anastasia and hopefully kill her. And they are on a train. Anastasia, Dimitri, and Vlad are on a train heading to Paris um and she's kind of slumped over in her chair and she's like blah 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 and Dimitri's like that's not how a grand duchess would sit blah 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 and she's like dishing it back and she's like how do you know maybe I am a grand duchess and this is the way I'm sitting so whatever type thing and like Vlad is secretly like keeping tally marks of like (laughs) who's winning in like this banter between Dimitri and Anya but it's all very like almost like flirty at times like they're definitely into one another and after Anya like leaves the carriage or the little room Vlad kind of calls Dimitri on and he's like do you have an attraction and Dimitri is just like uh no why would attraction what are you talking about and so it kind of like you doth to pro- uh, doth to, uh, protest protest too, too much. much I fucked that up and so Vlad goes out into the walkway and he sees because he's forged all their papers they didn't really have tickets or anything and he sees like it's a different color ink than what he had done because they keep switching it up so he's like dimitri we got we got an issue so they're like packing stuff up trying to get to the luggage car to hide out while everyone's tickets are being checked and that's when anya kind of catches on like oh we didn't have tickets did we and then that's when the little demony things arrive detach them from the rest of the train so it's just the loco- locomotive in the baggage car and i i rewound it and maybe i didn't rewind far enough did they do something to the coal in the locomotive to make it go faster did they show that did i miss something i don't that's know. a part you're that's a that's a little detail that i wouldn't remember <laughs> i know but <laughs> good on you for thinking remembering that sister because i i would not remember that I don't re- I don't recall. I just know that at first they're detached and they're like, okay, we don't have to panic. I'll slow down. But then I know something happened that made it not slow down. Exactly. It was speeding up. Yeah. And then the little demons took out the bridge they were approaching. And so Dimitri's like asking for tools, trying to detach the luggage car from the locomotive. And finally, Anastasia's like, how about this? And just hands him a stick of lit dynamite. And he's like, <laughs> I guess that'll do. So um, they're able to s- detach themselves from the runaway train and hop off. But now they need another mode of transportation to get the rest of the way to, to Paris. And they get on a boat. Yes. And while they're on the boat, they, they're giving Anastasia princess lessons, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. She has to learn how to do the waltz, of course, 
because she's a badass bitch she wants to lead yes <laughs> what, what, what do you mean that dimitri has to lead so they have some moments there because and he gave her a dress and right. so it was like as soon as she puts on that nice new dress he's like and like lets her hair down he's like oh hi Anya. <laughs> right he's all of a sudden he's looking at her in a different way mm-hmm. but she's all that effect she's pulled her hair down and now she's she looks different brand new person all of a sudden yeah. so they you know they have some banter there but then they get ready for bed and everything like that and then here we go again with Rasputin's mm-hmm. little minions but now they're affecting her sleep mm-hmm. and so she's dreaming of her family and but she's now sleepwalking as well the dog knows what's up but can't wake up a bitch and she is now at about to jump off the boat not realizing and dimitri the dog wakes up the dimitri and fast enough so that he can go get her but when that water when the because they're on rough waters on the boat when that huge wave comes and hits them i was like there's no fucking way there's no way (laughs) that these two are still alive not like overboard at this point yeah so when she wakes up, when he finally saves her from jumping, she's like, oh, they're the Romanov curse. Mm-hmm. And I want to know why nobody was really digging into that a little bit more that she said that. Yeah. Like, it was just like a little side that. eye, at least. Like, right. You say what now? Right. So pretty much they go back to bed and then we find out later that she has to prove herself before that she can she can meet grandma the the i guess she's the queen Cousin? Oh. yeah well well the, yeah the grandmama um, oh grandmama is, i thought she was a queen but they call her something else huh probably because dowager at the, at the time she was no longer the queen his her son's wife was so oh that's oh. right oh that makes sense dowager empress marie gotcha and it will and so after dimitri saves anastasia raspian's pissed because now like that's twice he's tried to take care of her and was thwarted so he's like i'm gonna have to go topside and so now we know raspian's making his way up out of purgatory to to finish the job purgatory he and hill 100 no they actually say that he's in purgatory that he is in, hold on, I took a note of it. In Isn't limbo. Like the Casper thing because he's got unfinished business. Yeah, he's in limbo. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because it, like, I guess like his skin's still in the thing because Anastasia's yeah. not dead yet. Right. So he can't yeah. be at rest. <sighs> not that he deserves any. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yes, Grandmama has a, a, I don't know what's called Sophie, a companion. Sophie's her sister, I thought. No? Did I make that up? I thought it was a cousin. 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 Okay. She's related to her. Okay. Yeah. So Sophie's kind of been handling the interview portion of the Anastasia finding contest. There's yeah. a reward. <laughs> yeah. So we see like the last or a random girl come out and grandmama's like, I am done. Like this right. is too much for my old heart and i love how dramatic she is she's like what did she say i wrote it down oh i wish to live out the remainder of my lonely life in peace (laughs) 
<laughs> that sounds like a myrtle line 100 <laughs> yes so dimitri and vlad finally show up with anya this is what i don't get sophie does like a two-hour interview and then they're like okay where, where where's the great the dower dowager empress and they're like she's like oh yeah so you can't see her. She doesn't want to see anyone else. She's done looking for her granddaughter. Like, why bother going through all the hoops? And during the interview, because she does tell grandma, next time I'm going to ask really hard questions that only Anastasia would know. And so she asked, how did you get out of the palace? And Anastasia obviously was not prepped for that, but it triggers a memory. And she was like, there was a boy and a a a door in the wall and then she's like that's silly like what am I talking about but that's the correct answer and that's when Dimitri realizes holy shit this is the really Anastasia because I'm the fucking boy that showed her her the hole in the wall right so I just I just want to for me did you guys feel this way why there wasn't like a moment where Anastasia's like, oh my God, guys, I think my memory's coming back because yeah. pieces. Yeah. She doesn't acknowledge it. She just like goes and with it. And they don't even, they don't look, they don't seem nervous when this question comes up like, oh man, how are we going to coach her? You know, like the way her memory just was coming in and out, but like, she doesn't acknowledge at all. Like, oh my God, pieces are coming back. And just she like gets how mad they didn't it acknowledge it like how she lost it I think that whole part of the plot was kind of again I remember being confused then as I am today <laughs> having the same <laughs> questions in terms of her memory most of, more times there's usually a set this happened okay I don't remember okay now I do but they kind of just mushed it together for her I feel yeah yeah and so the dudes are like is there any way like and, and Dimitri is real hardcore now because he knows this is the actual Anastasia. And he's like, we need to get her to meet the Empress. And so Sophie's like, we love the Russian ballet. It's tonight. <laughs> we go every time it's in town. And so they're like, okay, to the ballet. And so Sophie's like, well, let's go shopping. And then that's when we get Perry holds the key to my heart. <laughs> The I love best. your performance. It's perfect. <laughs> and during this scene, we see a ton of historical figures. What I was very excited to see Josephine Baker, Maurice Chevalier, hopefully I said that right, Isadora Duncan, Augusti, Augusta Rodin. Rodin? Is oh Rodin. Is it Rodin? The the artist? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Sigmund Sigmund Freud. They all show up and the Paris holds a key montage. The only Love one that I could recognize was Josephine Baker and yeah. Sigmund Freud. So after that, Anastasia's all dolled up. They're going to the the ballet, which, by the way, Cinderella is playing. And I was like, this definitely is like, fuck you, Disney. I'm just saying. <laughs> And she's sitting there and she's so nervous. Or actually, sorry, let me back up. Vlad and Dimitri have a conversation and, and Dimitri's like, she is the real Anastasia. I was that boy. Like, that's how I have this music box. And Vlad's like, you need to tell her. And Dimitri essentially is like, 
royalty doesn't marry kitchen boys. And so he's he's willing to not tell her who she really is because he wants a shot with her. Oh, that's definitely some fuck boy shit. <laughs> you guys think he looks, don't you think him and her look a lot like um, Thumbelina and whoever the guy is in Thumbelina of his movie? Yes, they. We, we, we have. Some I know with his movie, but like the animation, like I remember even as a kid thinking that, like, hey, they look so much alike that other they, cartoon. They have. What did they say? Hold on, we have some notes about that house. Um, some of the characters from some of his other movies. Oh, okay. Dimitri bears a startling resemblance to a few other animated characters. Both the dad in A Troll in Central Park and Prince Cornelius and Thumbelina look a hell of a lot like Anastasia's Dimitri. Coincidentally, Don Bluth directed all three. So not a surprise there. It might be just like Disney, how they would reuse some like, you know, Baloo looks like Little John and Robin Hood and stuff. But Mm. I do think that Anya and Dimitri are very attractive cartoons and like I said Anya's eyebrows are amazing and I can't stop thinking about it and looking at them the entire time they are flawless and thick and beautiful do you have a favorite dress of hers or favorite look oh you know not we didn't get many cartoons where the main character would change clothes so that was a very big pull for me in this one because and all the Disney princesses, they weren't changing too often. I mean, they did sometimes, but she had a lot of costume outfit changes, and I really appreciated that. It's the yellow dress for me. <laughs> it's the blue I, dress for me. Which blue dress on the boat? No, when they go shopping. No, the, or is it? I'm sorry, it might be colorblind. The black, the one she wears when she meets her grandma. That's it deep my blue? favorite. Yeah, it's a navy blue like a midnight blue Mm -hmm. it reminds me of like my one of my prom dresses so I just I love that and it's got the shimmer that's my favorite I also love her beginning outfit oh yeah with her hair I love yeah I remember thinking like because I had long hair as as younger and I thought I can cut my hair short like Anastasia and look cute with a half up half down I just really liked her look she is cute the iconic yellow dress that she wears has roots in reality. They say the gown and crown she wears at the end of the movie is based on the ensemble she wore, worn by the in, in real life princess. Interesting. So after the ballet is over, they kind of, they very loudly talk to Sophie, like we would like to present Anastasia to the Empress. And like grandmama is like, no, I told you no and Sophie's like it's a no sorry guys and Dimitri busts in anyway and he's like you need to see her because she is Anastasia she kicks him out like she has security kick him out and this is when Anastasia starts getting on her high horse about like oh you were lying and you were gonna get paid and blah 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 so she storms out and then when he's he can't get back in so when grandmama leaves, he hijacks her car, takes right. her back to the house that they're staying at and say, look, you have to meet her. And that's, yeah. that's when they What meet. kind of car is grandmama's car? Girl, bye. You know, <laughs> now, I don't even know. Like, to me, 
It looked like a red box. That's all I know. <laughs> I only know what it is because when you see her sitting inside the car, there's a double R on the door. Oh, I'm so like, it's oh, a Rolls Royce. Yes, it is a Rolls oh. Royce. Well, she's got grandma money. Grandma, grandma got money. Also, rest in peace, Angela Lansbury. Oh, I, yeah. I wasn't that sad too to watch that and then realize, oh, yeah, she just passed. She and her accent was on point. She did a perfect. People um, just don't realize how iconic that woman is. Like, I think our generation only sees a certain um, part of her just resume, but like the amount of things that she was in prior to any of this stuff is. Yeah. Her first movie is called Gaslight and it is fantastic. Oh, that's her movie. Oh, I didn't know that was. She plays, mm-hmm. she's not the lead actress in it. She plays the maid, but I mean, she looks exactly the same. She, yeah. I think she was like 19 when she was in it. And it's just that movie top to bottom is fantastic, but she is really good in it too. My favorite of hers is Ben Noms and Broomsticks. Yes. I love that movie. Uh, not many of my friends, like I, I was, that was one I watched alone because nobody ever wanted to watch it with me. Everybody, even my daughter today says it's boring and it makes me so upset, but I really <laughs> love that movie. So grandma finally comes, meets Anastasia. Mm-hmm. They start talking. And well, Anastasia has a, a smell memory per- that's peppermint. triggered. Mm-hmm. So grandma walks in and she's kind of like, okay, I came, I saw whatever. And then Anastasia's like, Peppermint, I spilled a bottle on the floor. And after you left, I would just lay and smell because it smelled it smelled like you. Mm-hmm. And so then Grandmama's like, we'll come sit next to me. And Anastasia's fiddling with her necklace. And Grandmama's like, what do you have there? And she shows her the necklace. And Grandmama takes out the music box. And Anastasia's like, she starts humming it before mm-hmm. she even opens, I think, the box. So yes grandma's like that's my girl <laughs> they do a little a little duet of once upon a december and, and so it kind of skips ahead we do see i Respian's getting ready to go to the surface the whole time because he's still in his little purgatory dungeon and he's like there's now a newspaper article that says like Anastasia has been found and now they're having a ball in her honor. And so we see the night of the ball, grandmama and Anastasia are kind of reminiscing and really excited. Anastasia gets her crown. Love that crown. And then, oh, and grandmama talks to Dimitri and she's like, I guess you were right. When they start fighting with Rasputin. I also like how Bartok always says, I'm worried about your blood pressure, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you need to calm down, sir. (laughs) I like how he's just like, after things, when Rasputin is just not stopping and Bartok's like, yeah, you're not winning this. I'm I'm out. Why don't you get over it, sir? And just forget about her. Like, (laughs) So after Grandmama realizes it's, actually Anastasia she goes to pay Dimitri and he refuses the money and he's just packing up and leaving and he kind of catches Anastasia on the stairs and she's like I hope you enjoy your money or did you get your reward and he's like I got what I came for Mm -hmm. he doesn't really answer the question and so he leaves 
And then the night of the ball, you see him heading back to St. Petersburg. He's at the train station. Now it's the ball. And uh, Grandmama recognizes that Anastasia is not happy or she looks a little, there's some sadness and she's looking for her boy, mm-hmm. Dimitri. And that's when the grandma's like, he's not out there. And she's like, you don't have to do this. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to be grandmama, even though <laughs> you don't want to be a princess no more. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> And and Anastasia makes some like passing comment like, oh, I'm sure he's on his way with all of his money that he got for finding me, essentially. And Grandmama's like, he didn't take the money. And Anastasia's like, oh, I shit. love him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Puka starts barking. That's the dog's name. Puka starts barking and so Anastasia follows him out and it's kind of like a garden area that looks like it might be a maze type situation, hedge maze and Rasputin's like whisper talking in the maze (laughs) and it starts becoming very brambly and it's kind of guiding her out to a a bridge and that's where Rasputin appears and he's like, I'm going to finish you off, Dospadanya and like destroys part of the bridge that Anastasia's standing on and so she's hanging on for dear life she hangs on for a very very long time because then Dimitri independently realizes he can't leave without his boo so he comes (laughs) back and then Rasputin makes the Pegasus statue alive and so Dimitri's fighting a statue and it's all very dramatic but essentially you think Anastasia has fallen into the water Dimitri's still trying to get to her, but really she had scrambled up and gotten behind Rasputin. His little reliquary skitters towards her and she's like, this is for Dimitri. This is for my family. And this, this is for you, Rasputin. Das Badania. I do want to give props to the fact that prior to this, most of our like princesses were damsels in distress Mm -hmm. i was very excited that she was like saving herself Mm -hmm. saving her boy and killing her villain on her own but that scene i was like shouldn't have been this is for my family first yes i agree this is for me and my trauma Maybe Dimitri could be on this list, but Dimitri's mm. fucking fine. What are you talking about? This is Dimitri. <laughs> and thirdly, yeah. and this is for you. What do you mean for you? And it should have been like, and you're never coming back to hurt my family. Slam something like, yeah, a better, a better line there. Yeah, it, it didn't sit right with me. I wasn't feeling completely vindicated in that moment. But yeah, uh, other than that, seven out of ten. But she stomps on the reliquary, smashes it morphs through a lot of changes it's almost like the scene in indiana jones and the last crusade where it's like (laughs) it it, it, like he his skin question mark melts and then like his skeletons there and then that starts disintegrating into ash and it's very dramatic but rasputin's gone bartok is kind of like well there goes my only friend Mitri's not the fuck out she's trying to wake him up she doesn't know what a pulse is I guess so she starts crying because she thinks he's dead 
But then he wakes up. And of course, she accidentally hits him in the face. Like, come on, girl, get a handle on your limbs, please. And then next thing we know, like they hug or whatever. But next thing we know, Grandmama gets a, a letter and they find out that they went and eloped. And she's like, peace out. I'll see you in Paris. We'll be together again soon. And then they're dancing on some boat or whatever. And they're still bratty old clothes. I said, mm-hmm. girl, you got money now. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> maybe she packed a bag when they get where they're going suit up real nice and sophie does say it's a perfect ending and grandmama's like no it's a perfect beginning oh and, <laughs> and then the very end is bartok is just standing on a building and the, a lady bat shows up and it is like and starts making out with him like it went from zero to 60 i'm like <laughs> And that is Anastasia. I'm just saying, everybody's getting laid but me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Even Bartok. Anything? All right. If you haven't gone to listen to our trailer for this episode, so you can get to know what Samantha's been up to since she joined us with The Princess Diaries, please go check that out. Before we get into our ratings... Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you again, Samantha? You can find me on my Instagram at lovefool.99. And I'm also on TikTok, not as on there as much, but lovefool99. But yeah, hope to see you guys on the gram. And as you can always check us out at No More Late Fees on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Samantha, <laughs> I'll start with you with your rating. I I love it. I still love it. Gotta love it, buy it, have it, keep it, own it. I'm still, it's still a favorite for me. The music, like I said, was making me all emotional. I got nostalgic for it all over again. Watching it with my kids, it's it's, a, it's golden for me. I'm gonna leave it at five day rental. I still liked it a lot. Jackie? As evident by me still knowing all the words to all the songs, <laughs> this movie's a yeah. bop. Like, yes. Made me want to throw on the soundtrack <laughs> while I'm driving next time. It was a definite would buy again for me. And I do own it. So there we go. But if you have any opinions on Anastasia or just want to give us feedback in general, suggest some future movies, have Blockbuster or video store stories, hit us up at our quick drop 909601 and MLF 909601-6653. You can twat us at the Twitters or leave a voicemail on our Anchor FM account that can be used for our international listeners, and you can be featured on a future episode. And we are taking a little mini break. We got to chat out on some turkey like everyone else, so we won't have a new episode for the week of Thanksgiving, but there's plenty of other episodes you guys can go back to and be thankful for our wonderful commentary. (laughs) Just, we have a lot to be thankful for. An episode during Thanksgiving, just two, no more late fees. It's what I'm thankful for. It's definitely family time, you know, a side of cursing. Expletives. Yeah. But our next episode will be Friday after next. <laughs> Not literally, but the movie Friday after next with Ice Cube. So make sure you stay tuned. Again, if you hit subscribe, it'll tell you so you won't have to worry. Yeah. See ya after Turkey Day. And as always, 
be kind and rewind.